Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So, um, here's the thing with athletes or former athletes on television. Okay? And some of them just can't bury the hatchet. Some of them don't want to take the heat. Those are the guys that... Uh, I mean, really, it's it's one of those two. And honestly, there's less pushback when you can't bury the hatchet than when you don't say anything at all. Right? The reason Derek Jeter was never good on radio or TV or whatever when he's being interviewed was Derek Jeter wanted he didn't he wanted nothing negative because he's a you know he was a corporate entity. 
I mean, go back to when Joe Montana was broadcasting. Magic Johnson, he would try and call out guys, but Magic's so used to just being liked that it's always been hard for him. Most of the guys who have failed as former star athletes, I mean, even Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees lasted one year with NBC. Is they're just not, I mean, some of them just don't have it, but you can not have it and still, you know, be good at it for a long time. Um, or, or be on TV for a long time. I mean, Emmett Smith lasted a long, long time. Uh, he, his trouble was he would, if you ever had a conversation with Emmett Smith, like the guy's super bright, delightful guy, but he would get his words mixed when he was doing television. That, that red light would come on. He, it, it was like, it wasn't that he couldn't form a sentence, but it just sometimes it wouldn't make any sense. And I, I don't think he could process the nerves of it, which is crazy because, you know, in the conversation, I don't think greatest running back of all time, but in any conversation of one of the great running backs of all time, right? Jerry Rice, bad, bad. Didn't have anything to say. So not having anything to say usually is the, is the part that, that limits some of the stars, But what's happened to Patrick Beverly, Patrick Beverly is, has come out swinging. He's, Pat Beverly's almost like a cartoon character in sports anyway, right? A guy who had to kind of fight, scratch, claw to get in the NBA after playing in places like the Ukraine. Gets into the NBA, and he's still kind of always the heel. Like, he's still that guy. And what appears to be recently a grudge, you know, or or a beef with Chris Paul has now kind of spiraled into other things. So he's been on ESPN so far this week. Here's the uh, chronological order. Here was Pat Beverly being, um, first he was, okay, so Pat Beverly was critical of Chris Paul. He called him a cone, you know, like he moved, he, he was easy to go by, couldn't play defense. And then from calling him a cone, hey, he took to saying, Hey, they took the wrong guy out. Instead of taking DeAndre Ayton out, they should have taken Chris Paul out. So that was met from, by criticism from other former NBA players like Matt Barnes, who's also on ESPN. Barnes was critical of Beverly's criticism. He later said that he didn't think James Harden deserved a max deal. This is what Pat Beverly said today. Matt Barnes made comments yesterday, which he's entitled to. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, right? But Matt Barnes is also an NBA player also. So for him to make comments supporting his opinion about, you know, the Chris Paul and all that, I respect. I totally do. But you go up there and you tell your NBA brethren, you go up there and you tell the whole world that this man doesn't deserve his money. When you were just in the NBA, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years ago, what if someone said that to you? You'd be ready to fight. But now, since you're not in the league no more, it's okay for you to talk about this man not giving the money that he's worked his entire life to, to deserve? Like, I don't understand it. Like, who raised you guys? Like, how, how come are you able to speak about somebody getting cooked, but then when it's your NBA brother in the same league that you played in, the same, the same way that you take care of your family, all of a sudden, he doesn't deserve this? Like, no one did that to you? I just don't understand it. Um, I, I, I don't think... I don't think Pat Beverly understands how being in the media actually works. This is one of the, I, I, I honestly believe this is like the biggest problem with athletes and their pushback of the media or even fans and their pushback of the media. 
right? The reporting media, which is different than the than the opinion media, and it you, it's very hard to most people are not both. It's very hard to be both. But the reporting media, their job is to get stories and report those stories. And part of telling the stories positively, negatively about the sport or about the story they cover is it brings attention to it. It brings attention to it. It's it's a it's a promotion. But it's also, you know, kind of a truth telling device, whereas oftentimes when people are covering the games, it's almost always in a kind of glowingly positive fashion. Doesn't mean that the reporting has to only be negative. Right? But when you're in the opinion space, you have to give an opinion. And you have to, one, cut away the bias, negative or positive towards somebody, which a lot of those guys struggle with. But two, the bias of being a former athlete and just look at it and be real about it. First of all, let's not act like James Harden's going to starve, okay? Like, let's, let's just, I mean, the, 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 the woe is me of an NBA player talking about, you know, talking about a James Harden. Like, you're taking food off his plate. Like, no. Bayer, do you want to guess how much James Harden has made for his career to date in his NBA career, jeez, mm. uh, two hundred. I'll go two hundred million. Okay. Um, what about you, Jay Stu? Do you want to? Do you want again? Do you want? Do you want to take a guess? Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll go uh, under one hundred and seventy million. Okay. Ramos. Where are we at? 200, 271. Uh, no, no, 200, 171. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go a little higher. I'll, go, I'll say 250. Okay. First of all, the, if, if you've ever, you watch Prices Right, haven't you? I, I do. So what should he have done? What should you have done? I should say 201. Correct. Okay. Okay. Your 250 was closer. 268,660,574 dollars to date. His player option, if he signs it for just one year, is $47.36 million, which would bring him to $316 million over his career earnings. Pat Beverly, you lose people, lose people completely when you act like the complete arrogant NBA athlete that so many assume that most NBA athletes are. I don't believe they are. Most dudes are regular dudes. They have crazy bank accounts. They made crazy money. Both of them are just dudes that love playing ball that, that have done it. The, the balls to go on national TV, okay, to call out, if you want to say Chris Paul is not close to the defender he used to be, and like, man, it's a lot easier to go by Chris Paul now. He's little. Guys switch everything. Plus, he's 37. Like, that, that's how you say it more than he's a cone. By the way, Chris Paul has been all defensive team nine times over. If you're bothered by that, if you carry the baggage of that, he's gotten it sometimes when you think you should get it. Like, dude, really? But then to go and criticize Matt Barnes, who that actually takes some guts out of, Bar- out of out Matt Barnes to go like, I don't think he deserves the max. Nobody actually thinks he deserves the max. 
By the way, Pat Beverly, if you're going to die on a hill, James Harden's hill is not the one to die on. He's already made $270 million. If he wants to, without any sort of negotiation, he can re-up for that one year, the player option, and make 47.3 more. He's still going to get potentially get more money after that as a free agent. Okay, Minimum $100 million more, right? Because if you're not making the max, it's not like you're making the max or zero. Right? It's not like anybody said, like, hey, um, he should play for the minimum and not play for the maximum. Like, no, there's somewhere kind of in the middle that's the truth. And by the way, James Harden quit on the Rockets, quit on the Nets, didn't come in in shape in any of the, you know, like one of the past five years came in in shape. Had a donut in, in the elimination game for the, for the Philadelphia 76ers, and that's the hill you're going to die on? In a week in which you have a chance to carve out a potential career for yourself, which is as good or greater than your NBA career. What a joke. What a joke. And I got to tell you, like Pat Beverly's basketball story, I love. I love. Like he was the guy who people say you're not good enough and he just went to, went to Ukraine and just made it. And any team that, 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 has, that has turned on him, he's gone to the next one and just made it. Like, all of that stuff is awesome. And I'm guessing, you know, like, social media love it because he's just saying crap that doesn't make any sense. But it's hot takey. And I, I almost think, you know, you'll have other guys that are hot take artists that just they have no idea. So they're talking about something they don't know. I think this is worse than the than the other hot takes when guys the guys that just don't know. I mean, look, it's bad because if you're on television, especially if you're one of the mainstays, even if you don't, you're not a former player or a coach. You can call people; they'll talk to you, they'll explain to you. So you have you may not have a take that everybody agrees with, but somebody will agree with. Otherwise, it's just terrible. But to be in the NBA and say things that are definably false outright mean and oh yeah by the way obtuse to reality and turns people off to your sport congratulations hell of a week and you're only in day two i mean criticizing matt barnes for saying something that pretty much everybody knows right man you can't give him a max contract he's a disaster it doesn't mean you wouldn't give him any contract i mean i mean there's listen if he opts out you can let him walk you know what the amazing part? I, I shared this with you guys last um, uh, yesterday. Is do you guys remember? Do you guys remember Chris Paul's contract? So Chris Paul, when he was with the Thunder, that was his. That was the last year of his deal. Right, the last year of his deal, and so when he went to the when he went to the 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 Suns, it was a four year deal, but only the first two and a half years were guaranteed. Like you want to talk about James Jones and a great contract for the team. Last year they get to the NBA Finals. This year they get to they have the best record. Next year they owe him fifteen point eight of the thirty million dollars, meaning they timed it out kind of perfectly, as he's going to be older, and then they can use that money potentially for somebody else. But, of course, you know, I mean, part of it was Chris Paul was a super max guy. And remember, when he was in, that was one of the issues with him. When he was traded to Houston, 
It was the wink, wink, nod, nod. We made an agreement when he was traded that we would promise to uh, to pick up the, the the Supermax when he was done. And they didn't. You know? So, by the way, Chris Paul, career earnings, you want you want to guess uh Dan Byer? Um, I'll go I'll go three hundred million. Okay. Did Jay Stu? I remember as part of that last deal, right? What he was the head of the union or the player head of the union and mm-hmm. like a part of that new deal that they uh collectively bargained, he got like a massive raise or something crazy. I'm gonna say it's like upwards of uh what, three hundred million. He just said, uh, Dan Byer just said 300. 301. <laughs> okay, you're going 301. Uh, Ramos? <laughs> I'll say three, <laughs> 370. Oh, Ramos. Why would you do that? Ramos, you just said, we just, did we not right, have the, no, did we, we not have the, did we, we not have. We did, but when I said 301, the initial one I said was actually closer, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. Over, you would still oh, win. Oh, you can't go over. Yeah. If you okay. just said you can't go over. Yeah, it's if a new price rule right on the style. prices, right? That's a new rule. I didn't. I didn't know the new rules. I was more than that's a new rule. It's all, no, it's. I'm kidding. Oh, it's, it's always, always been, been a rule. rule. Yes. <laughs> so you always been a rule. Closest without going over. What did you? I'm sorry. What did you say again? Three hundred one. Three hundred one. Yes. Yep. Jason okay. Stewart said So if I said three hundred two, that's what you're looking for. Then you would. Then you would win. It's okay. Three thirty. Three hundred thirty million dollars. Okay. It's actually closer to three thirty one. Some guy got screwed on Master Key today. <laughs> salt and pepper shakers that were worth $53. Are you kidding me? There's no salt and pepper shakers. Yeah, that exactly. I agree. That's what I thought, Himalayan too. Even with Himalayan salt in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, with a, can you imagine they were made of elephant and they're tusks. like, blame Biden, blame Biden. <laughs> Jeez. Oh you know, I, I will say this. The first time, have, have you obviously, uh, Jay Stu, have you watched Prices Right? Not in many years. Remember, I was surprised. Did you know, did that- you know they have dudes on it now? <laughs> I was just going to say that. So a few months back, Bayer not only confirmed that there are dudes that are models, but he also knows their names. Yeah, James O'Halloran. Yeah. Devin Goda. Yeah. Um, the it, That's so funny. And honestly, that one I actually get. I actually get get that one. Like I don't get the, the 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 new swimsuit editions where you just have average you know random athletes or whatever every woman like I didn't know there was some there was a law against having beautiful women on the cut co- like the most beautiful supermodels on the cover of Sports Illustrated or whatever I don't know when when that became a bad thing but okay that one I don't get because again your target audience for the swimsuit edition is dudes. So you put the most ridiculously beautiful women that dudes want to go and buy that magazine, right? So the target audience for Price is Right, guys will watch it when they're home. But, I mean, it's, it, it's always been a predominantly female audience. Why not have some dudes on there? I got that, that one makes absolutely a ton of sense to me. It's weird because you grew up watching Barker's Beauties, but it actually makes sense to me. Is that, is that fair? Do you guys are we are sure. we in the same boat? Okay. I, I, I knowing his name's a little much, but I watch it every morning. Uh, it's a great show. At least the first three games. Plinko the best. Plinko's your favorite game. Yeah, <laughs> I like Master Key as well. That's why I was so offended today. What would your What would your um, thought process be if you're spinning the big wheel? Would you try and get it 
right, to go around just once? Would you try and just spin it as hard as you could? Like, yes, are you trying I'd to spin it as hard as I could. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Leave what's, it up to chance. What's the status of uh, Drew Carey's toupee nowadays, oh. Dan? I, is he's that true? A, I don't. I don't. He's got a beard now. Yeah. 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 He did the COVID beard and then never shaved it, right? Yeah. They've let a few more people in the audience as well, but they're like all separated in like tables of three. It's like the Hollywood Bowl, except a little bit separate. You know, when they have the tables. That's a toupee. I guess it is. Yeah, you're looking at other. St- I mean, is is that? I mean, do we have confirmation on I mean, that? It looks. That's that looks a lot pretty of real. Hair. Why is it a lot of hair? Some guys don't lose their hair. Yeah, something's going on there. there I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some research during the break here. This uh, article is called "What Happened to Drew Carey's Hair." So we'll, we'll have the answers after the break. Is there really a really an article on it? Oh yeah, March thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Oh my god. I mean, a lot of dudes have had the surgery or whatever, but usually you have the surgery, it looks fake. Um, yeah, there's a different hairline there. I'm looking at pictures. There used, he used to have the, he used to have the, uh, the what's it called, the, uh, the power alleys. And now, now, the, now the outfield's changed a little bit in terms of their alignment. But when, when your hair is long, you can cover a lot of things. Plus, guys do those spray fibers, so who knows? I don't know. I, I'm looking at pictures with him with the beard. I, I, I just think the hair's long. I don't think that it's... That doesn't look toopy. Not sure. We'll By the way, rolling. Plinko yeah. is like you don't make a lot of money if you hit the t- the unless you hit the ten thousand. It's the only way. Otherwise, you're leaving with like fifteen hundred dollars at best. People get excited to play, but it's really not the one where you can win the most. Uh, what's what's the one where you can win the most? Oh, a new car. Yeah, yeah. There's some. There's pay the rent. That is actually tricky. You could win a hundred thousand dollars, but hmm. yes. I like uh, Plinko is the yodeling, right? Uh, Plinko is the yodeling. Nope, that's cliffhanger. Nope. Cliffhanger is a good one. It's the easiest game in the world. Yeah, just bet twenty five, thirty five, and forty five on the three items, and you're going to win. <laughs> so they're all the same price. We have to get buyer on the prices right. That's like a that's a bucket list thing, isn't it? Yeah, I'd be too nervous. I think though. What? No, you yeah. wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. That and Wheel of Fortune. My wife tells me I should go on, but too nervous to mess up. Uh, I'm not good enough on Jeopardy, but always want. But I, I just feel like I get so dusted on Jeopardy. You know, like those guys, those people are so smart. You just like feel like the dumbest human on earth. Um, Wheel of Fortune, you got some, you got some dopes that have been on that. There have been some bad ones. Where, where? I mean, there's some great videos about people who should easily solve and they still screw it up. You know, my favorite one. What was the No Whammies one? Press your luck. Press your luck. Yes. I like the new version luck. stinks, though. Yeah. It's kind of the same game, but it still stinks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe... 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Show, Fox Sports Radio. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover Match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptions and common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Uh, David Thorpe joins us. He's covered the NBA for a long time, worked with uh, a ton of NBA players. He's coached. He's done it all. He writes for TrueHoop.com. Um, let's start with something that's tonight's the NBA Draft Lottery. Uh, I think that people came into the college basketball year thinking it was Chet Holmgren or, um, or Paolo Boncaro. I, I walked away from the Alabama-Auburn game, and I was sitting with some, a couple of GMs, and I thought it was Jabari Smith and then Paolo, and I want to have a discussion about Chet. Um, what do you think? Who, who do you think the lottery is for? Who's who's the guy who, if you were picking as of now, would be your number one pick? 
So I've not done a deep dive just yet. I will start there pretty soon, uh, although I have done a study of the top four, those three plus Jaden Ivey, which is most people have them in the top four. And I, I would agree with what you said. I, I Actually, I ran into you at Duke. My son, my son's team played at Duke, and we went to go see the game. And I saw Paolo firsthand, and <clears throat> what, what a big man he is. And it's such a skilled player. I've never seen Jabari in person. Uh, it looks like he's going to be has a chance to be really a tremendous player. And I would rank those two ahead of Chet. I, I've got my doubts on Chet. I've written about him. I called him. Uh, I labeled him as a Marcus Camby 2.0, which is if you if anyone that's old enough to remember how good Camby was, mm-hmm. especially in his prime, he's a rebounding machine, a, a paint force, and this young man can make threes. Uh, there's real value in that. But I think Ben Carroll and, and Smith have bigger upsides, which is kind of what you're drafted for. Like last year, I thought Mobley and Barnes were the top two players. So I thought they had the biggest upside as two-way players. And I still feel that way with Cunningham just behind them. I, I don't rate these three as good as those three. Uh, but I, I do think those two players, uh, should one of those two should be number one at this point. Uh, we're coming off a of Game 7 where Luka was unbelievable. But it's also the juxtaposition of Luka and the Mavericks against the Suns, who passed on him, even though they had his national team coach, as their head coach at the time, right? So you had a guy who'd known him, coached him, I'm sure loved him. And the, it, the, the story's been told 10 times over that the owner, Robert Sarver, who now obviously under investigation, but is an Arizona guy, loved DeAndre Ayton. They went and got DeAndre Ayton. Now, there's a, a bunch to it. Let me just go back to that draft. Were you in the Luka's going to be a superstar camp? Oh, I had done a million pods at that point, yes. Um, I, I don't think I just loved him. My son was a gigantic Trey Young fan, as most basketball players his age were. But uh, I, I was I had clients that played in the EuroLeague, and they played in the ACB. So I had already seen him a ton. And uh, I don't know that I thought – I'm quite sure I didn't really think about is he going to be you know, a top five player in the game in year two and three. I, I didn't think in those terms. But there was never a doubt he was going to be an MVP-level player. And the one thing you have to remember is, and this is something I think teams are mistaking, they're they're making a mistake not considering, is if you're going to draft a big man number one, which I'm not afraid of in general, well, you need to scheme for that. So it's it's not Aiden's fault, for example, that he took five shots in, in game seven when they had done a very good job of featuring him in other games. But that's the difference, Doug is our, our primary alpha scorers tend to be ball-dominant players, whether they're guards or wings. It really doesn't matter. And so you don't really have to scheme for them as a coach. The ball's already in their hands, and then you scheme. And so that's one issue I have with uh, projecting Chet. He may think he's Kevin Durant. I don't think he's Kevin Durant. And uh, certainly not early in his career. And if given a choice, I'd rather have a, both those other guys can be primary ball handlers at their size, and I think that just makes it easier going forward to, to have them be the kind of players that whoever drafts them would hope they would be. Okay, but uh, here's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respectfully disagree with you. I, I mean, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, these guys are unbelievable players, and they're not the only reason they're out of the playoffs, but you can – Rudy Gobert, you can, you, you can scheme against these guys. You can create a mismatch where these guys are – are uh, they they have no nowhere they can be defensively and offensively and this is the part that I don't think the TV crews do a good enough job it's so physical 
in the post. The reason the throwing in the post people don't do it anymore is because everybody says, well, you know, like, look, it's not an efficient shot. Well, it's not an efficient shot because you can do anything you want to a guy in the low post and no, no fouls are called. You know, I mean, it just of, of course, it's a, a tough shot because they're 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 grabbing you and they're pushing you anyway. I just can you win big if your starting center is one of your key three players? I, I got to think the answer is no. Well, I, I definitely don't agree with that. Uh, first of all, Giannis won last year. He's seven feet tall. I, yeah, but he's, I he's a he's point not. center. He's not. Yeah. If, if, but Brooke, if Brooke Lopez, if, if when Brooke Lopez is one of your top three, you can't win. When Brooke no, Lopez no, is like. Not. Yeah. When, when Brooke Lopez is like your fourth or fifth, right? When you have Middleton, you have, and you can take Brooke Lopez out and play small ball, but now you can win, right? I, I, if you, if you can I, win I'm not without that. Jokic, if, he's, if they're healthy last year with MPJ and Murray, they were real contenders. Uh, if, if, clearly, the Sixers didn't handle some things very well, but they did not uh, get, get uh, knocked out of the second round because of anything Joel Embiid was unable to do. Again, you do have to scheme for that offensively, but those two players are inc- far more talented than Holmgren, in part because they're just much bigger guys. To your point, yes, it is very physical. Embiid and Jokic don't care. You can't out-physical them. They are just as much unicorns as Giannis is because of their physical size. In the case of Embiid, he got in great shape. In the case of Jokic, the exact same thing, obviously, at different challenges. But those guys are, are very, very rare. We, we don't see anyone like that in this draft. And so, and that's why I would agree, again, that I'd rather go big wing because those two guys aren't in this draft. If they were, if Jokic was now draftable and you knew what he could be, of course he goes number one overall. He's one of the best players I've ever seen. But those guys are so rare. He, and they both are point centers in a way, especially Jokic. Jokic runs their team. In fact, the Nuggets right. lead the regular, led the regular season and passes made because everything ran through him. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. David Thorpe is our guest, uh, writes for True Hoop, and of course uh, has worked with so many of these players, knows the league, coached uh, all over. Uh, okay, l- let me let me ask you about Luca. Yeah. I said he's the closest thing to Bird since Bird, and obviously being White's part of it, being big but and, and not crazy athletic, but still being able to create space and angles with your physicality, with your footwork. There's a kind of cockiness, uh, almost arrogance, as you, you take all the trash talk and you give it right back to guys. There's the incredible passing. Like People want to say Dirk. Like Dirk wasn't a particularly good rebounder. It wasn't a great passer. These guys are great, great passers, and Bird was a great rebounder. Am I, am I, am I way out of touch saying he's the closest thing to Bird we've had since Bird? Oh, you're definitely not way out of touch. I think he's much more like LeBron. Uh, he's the closest thing to LeBron we've seen. He isn't the athlete, and that really only matters defensively. Who cares that he's not blowing by people for dunks as often as LeBron did at this age? He's simply unguardable when he's in shape, and right now we're seeing the fit version of Luka. You're talking about a guy that gets 18-foot setbacks and setback threes over DeAndre Ayton like it's nothing. Most guards can't do that. And then he also can score at the rim with tremendous craft. He's, he was, he's probably the best in the world now at the sudden deceleration, sudden break, sudden start again which yeah. draws a lot of fouls. He's an absolute killer 
that you know you mentioned that that that's where that, the that's not Lebr- that's in. not LeBron. Like, look, none of that stuff. I respect. Like, that's not LeBron. Wasn't ever making jump shots over dudes. LeBron was downhill, well, straight power. Le- Le- the LeBron comparison is is Giannis, right? Giannis is a less skilled version of Le- and a bigger, longer version of LeBron. They play the same, whereas. I, I don't think, I mean, Luca. it's craft and skill. When LeBron was in his prime, his jump shot was the last thing to come around. And it, he just, he got to the, he, you couldn't stop him from getting to the rim. And when he made his jump shots, now he became unguardable. Yeah, I agree. But I, I don't really care if you dunk or scoop it. It's two points, it's two points. I yeah. just watched yesterday, as a matter of fact, the 25 straight points uh, he scored. I, I don't remember if it was against Boston. I was really just focused Detroit. on him. Detroit. Detroit, that's right. Of course. It was, of course it was Detroit. And he does everything. Now he has three straight dunks and crunch time, which is unbelievable that you could do that. Uh, amazing what the Pistons were doing defensively, I can't imagine. But in that run, he also had incredible threes, incredible pull-up jumpers, step-back shots. Uh, yes, Luka is more skilled in some respects as a shooter. LeBron more athletic. But the impact is the same. Primary ball handler in a way Larry Bird never was and can beat you every way possible. And with that size, it, you have to target trap him. He does turn the ball over a lot. In fact, the last two games, after averaging five a game against the Suns, he only had three the last two games combined. And no surprise, they won, of course, convincingly. You have to target trap him because if he knows the blitz is coming, he'll kill it. And they, and they know just what to do in that situation, like all great professional teams do. Uh, he is such an offensive force. It'll be very interesting to see what Golden State can do. I'm actually writing about it as we speak, just coming up with different thoughts of what they can try. Who knows what can be successful? He's he's kind of like a cheat code right now. Well, the other part is, you know, you have uh, he kind of backs you down and uses his size, but even the even Jalen Brunson does. Like I'm really interested yeah. in how the Warriors match up with the Mavericks, considering the the two primary ball handlers, and then you know Spencer Dinwiddie's more of a traditional ball handling guard, yeah. uh, scoring guard. But those other two, like th- their power and ability to score in the post, you know, while dribbling into it, I, I don't know where you put Steph. Yeah, well, this is where Gary Payton's injury is a big deal because yeah. I, you're, you're probably not going to bully ball him. And even though he can't guard Luka, once Luka decides to shoot, he can disrupt his rhythm. Tall guys don't love to go against small little pit bulls that get under your knees, under your feet, and just kind of get you off rhythm. That would have been effective. Yeah, and, and, and Golden State doesn't like to switch. And so at least they, they, against Dallas in the past, they haven't liked that. They'll show and recover. That requires tremendous timing and a lot of effort to constantly show and recover on ball screens. Nonetheless, that's what they're faced with. I will remind, I think Kevon Looney is going to play an important role like he did in Game 6. He actually did a great job against Kawhi way back in the day when they played in those finals. He's a more capable perimeter defender than people realize, and he's huge. And the Warriors have to think about getting more size on the court just to deal with Luka, not just on the ball but off the ball too, because wherever he goes, when you bring help, you need to have size and length to disrupt and distract and contest a little better. Um. Celtics, Heat, who do you like? I like I, I favor Boston slightly with, with Smart's injury. We don't really know about Robert Williams being on the road after just one. You know, they traveled yesterday. I'm a little worried about game one for them. So now you're picking to win four and six against an excellent Miami team. But I do think the combination of Tatum and Brown, uh, the way they play all their bigs, and, and Miami can be pretty one-dimensional offensively. Jimmy Butler is unbelievable, but I think they have ways to solve that. I still think it goes six or seven, especially if Miami wins game one. And, uh, and I kind of favor them in that. Uh, I, think just, I just think Boston right now is the best team of the four remaining. 
David, great stuff. Go to TrueHoop.com. You can read his work when he does the breakdowns. They're excellent. Really appreciate you joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks, Doug. Be safe. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Doug Gottlieb show rolls on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, top of the hour, I'm going to play for you. Um, I'm going to play for you uh, something that um, Kyrie Irving said in an interview with Brandon Marshall. We'll kind of uh, parse all the words about it. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the most trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? This was Brady Quinn earlier today on Drew Brees. He's looking at what they've done this offseason, signing Jarvis Landry. Love it. Michael Thomas back healthy. That's going to be something to be reckoned with. And Chris Olave. I'm sure there's some part of him that's saying, I feel kind of good after taking a year off. I'm watching Tom Brady do this. I feel like I could maybe get in there and do this again, especially with this group. So I could see why he would be excited about an opportunity to go back there with the Saints and give it one more shot. But it doesn't seem like there's a mutual desire between the two. He's in a tough spot right now because it feels like this report got out initially that he had to respond to because someone leaked it to was the New York Post. Think about that. He obviously didn't leak that to the New York Post. It was about him. It was about, you know, hey, they're not you know, planning on having him be the guy. So it had to have been someone from NBC's side. And if that's the case, you're going, all right, so he's not wanted really by NBC. <laughs> he's not wanted by the Saints. Maybe he'll end up with Fox, but it's, it's tough. Like, that's a tough pill to swallow if you're a first ballot future Hall of Famer and you're not getting any love right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, listen, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard world. All those things that helped you achieve greatness on a football field, money, many of them don't really apply off the football field in terms of communicating and just wasn't very good calling games. And that, then, you know, then you throw them into an NFL game and a playoff game and it's, it's bad. It's bad. Greg Olson's better. Just good. He was a good immediately. You know, it's a it's a different skill set. I don't think he wants to play again. I think that was just more of diffusing the story. And I think the reason that there hasn't been mutual love is because everyone knew when he was done, he was done. That arm is shot. Colin Cowherd had this to say about Celtic star Jason Tatum. Find me the hole. He's a great free throw shooter. Late in games. He is the guy on the floor in this league. You want at the line. He can shoot threes. We saw with Kevin Durant. He can defend the wing. He can handle the ball. We saw that Devin Booker struggled to create his own shot. Jason Tatum doesn't. And he gets better every year, slightly. Go look at his points, assists, rebounds, efficiency. They tick up every year. Giannis, Luka, Tatum. Doesn't have baggage, no ego, plays both ends, plays the right position, can handle it, could bring it up, score on the wing, defend the wing. I don't know if he's the third best player in the league. I don't know. But Devin Booker... There's a guy that struggles to create his own shot. John Morant, will he stay healthy? Trey Young, who's he going to defend? Jokic, that position doesn't matter as much. Embiid, he's hurt too much. Giannis Luka, Jason Tatum, 24 years old. In my opinion, this is the first year of his prime. I don't, I don't think it's the first year of his prime. I think Colin, who is in Italy for the last week up until this weekend, missed some of the struggles of Tatum in that last series, it doesn't mean that Tatum stinks or anything, but it, let's not act like he was great uh, early in the series. You know, he had a 10-point game when they lost. 
And then, you know, when he started to crank it up, they didn't win at the end because of him, but they did win because he would pass the basketball when they'd help. He did have seven turnovers in, in game seven. Um, he's not the passer of all the rest of the guys, although in the postseason he's passed the ball more. He, he's not consistently the defender of some of the other star players. We also were like not mentioning Kawhi Leonard just because he's hurt. Kevin Durant because he's out. Uh, there, there are plenty of other guys that are in that of that elk. But this is a great test because you're going against a team that is built to stop six foot eight, two hundred and ten pound ball handling wings who can do it all. Where's the flaw? Doesn't always take great shots. Um, it, it takes some bad shots. He'll settle for threes instead of. Um, and, and he can be a little selfish. He doesn't always defend, but he, he has gotten better every year, and he is a great young player. He's only 24. I don't think this is his prime yet. I think his best basketball is still ahead of him. The price is soaring the pump. Discover has your cash back. Right now, just go to discover.com slash rewards. Discover.com slash rewards. Wait to hear what Kyrie Irving had to say about his departure from Cleveland. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.